Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Did anyone have a bit? Uh, or do you want to just jump right into it? I oh, went to I see mean, this movie twice. <laughs> I, I wanted to, but bit? then I was like, I don't want to spend more money on on a movie. I loved it, but yeah. I don't want to spend another ten bucks. There. Buckets. Oh yeah. Someone oh, yeah. hit the intro. I forget. I forget how expensive movies are over there. They're they're stupid cheap here. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and with me we have our residential idiot, Eddie and Chema, and we are reviewing Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It's how you wear the mask that matters. After reuniting with Gwen Stacy, Miles Morales, Brooklyn's full-time friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is catapulted across the multiverse, where he encounters a team of Spider-People charged with protecting its very existence. But when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles finds himself pitted against the order the other spiders and must redefine what it means to be a hero so he can save the people he loves most. So this is the sequel. <coughs> sorry, sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that was released in 2018, I believe. Mm-hmm. End of 2018. Uh, animated film made by Sony, uh, co-produced and co-written by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And uh, we have uh, the sequel. I think it's it's very obvious to say that the original one took a lot of people by surprise. We did not expect it to be as amazing as it turned out. And I remember what I thought when I saw the original one was more than I want this movie to be successful, whether it be money or Oscars, which it got both. Um, I wanted to be influential. I wanted to start a new wave. I wanted to be like a trendsetter, a trailblazer. And I'll be happy to confirm that, yeah, it did that because a lot of animated films are trying to look like this. And they're only coming out good because uh, Pussy Boots was good. The next Turtles movie looks good. Um, hell, even Disney is going it's, it's to try to jank this style as, as well with, with their next next movie. Um, but there's a sequel. Ups the ante, ups the, ups the scale, ups the tempo, ups everything. And... I'm so happy to say that this movie was a fucking delight. I was so joyful watching this movie. I had a blast. I was having fun. I, I love the action. I love the comedy. I love the, the soundtrack. I love the characters. Uh, it's got one of the most interesting designs and flows, I think, we've seen in a movie. And God, it's been such a long time that a movie left me with a cliffhanger that like was... All, we all yelled at the screen when, when, when that To Be Continued came up. And... Uh, uh, I'm glad to see that I'm not the only one that, that felt that way. So those are my initial thoughts. Uh, what did you all think about uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Right. That's the review, everybody. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I, I I remember afterwards, I was like, holy shit, it's been five fucking years since Into the Spider-Verse came out. And I was like, wow. Hope to God the next movie doesn't take five years. And... No, and I mean, I like the cliffhanger. Though the first time I remember feeling like that sort of like what? There's no more. Uh, was with when I saw Fellowship of the Ring as a kid. Yeah, when it got to the end, and you see Sam and uh, Frodo look over the mountain, and you see Mordor, and then the movie cuts. And I'm like, there has to be fucking more. But this one was a good cliffhanger and i was telling eddie before we started recording this movie did what fast x could not do and leave people wanting more i agree um, um i agree uh, to make a comparison as well i it, maybe it's sacrilegious to say this but i think this is my favorite cliffhanger since empire strikes back like uh <clears throat> were you like, alive i watched it as a kid i watched them uh, when i watched them as a kid i felt I mean, of course, it's not the same thing because I didn't yeah. watch the movie. No, theaters. I know. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just but kidding. like, I finished that and I was like, "What?" Like, and also, this movie's long. This movie's two and a half hours, I think. And it's two hours and twenty minutes. And I thought I was fucking crazy because I was like, "This movie feels like it's three hours long." Like, I felt yeah. they squeezed so much content into this two hours and twenty minutes because I was just like, "This has to be a three-hour movie." 
and it didn't feel it. I, I never felt the weight. I never felt tired. I never felt sleepy while watching it. Uh, I watched this on Thursday, like on the night it came out. And that day I woke up at 4 a.m., went to work, got out of work at like uh, at like 3.45, uh, went to see some friends. We rewatched the first one. We, I got, I, I bought like a big ass iced coffee, and then we went to see the, the this one at nine p.m. and uh, and no, could not, not didn't feel sleepy, didn't feel tired. I could have stayed up and watched it again if I could have. Eddie, hashtag same. Uh, I mean, I did not feel, I didn't feel the time of this movie. I knew it was two hours and twenty minutes going in. But everything was just running so fast. But I also found myself thinking, like, they're running out of time. When are they gonna? When are they gonna resolve this? Because I I know the two hour twenty minute mark is coming up. But I never found myself being like, oh, why don't you just cut this, cut that, get to the end of it already? There was no, there was nothing in this film I would like for them to cut. Like some people could argue, oh, just cut the part where him and Gwen Stacy are just shooting the shit because it's not really that important. No, like that's important character work. Oh, just cut the part where you know with Mayday, we don't need her. But it feels relevant. It feels important. You know, when we say you know cut the fat off, that's pointless shit. This movie, I don't feel like that. That's a thing. I feel like everything had a reason to be there, from the little things to the big things. Uh, I agree. The yeah. art style. Can we compliment the art? Like just from the get go, the art style was like. In oh, fucking impeccable. I love this uh, animation. The animation, I mean, it's like you're watching a live action comic book come to life. Um, and I think, I think this movie is a lock for the animated Oscar this year. I don't think anyone could top it. I don't I, see how anyone could. I think Disney got stale, and like they haven't really tried to be innovative. Like they they put like don't get me wrong like their stories are good, but like as far as innovative and things like that, I mean I haven't seen Disney really try and be innovative in a long time. Like it feels like once they got that three D animation, they were just kind of gonna stick that in that lane. Yeah. Um. To me, the last great Disney film was uh, uh, Soul. Cars two, or, or I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh that was the beginning of the end um no, to me it was soul like 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 soul i mean i guess it's pixar but like to me soul is like the best last thing that they did and i'm so glad you brought up disney because after this movie came out uh, after seeing this movie i don't want to see another person say oh they should just resell the spider-man rights back to disney disney would have never done this no. Disney would have never been this bold, this brash, this ballsy. Uh, like this movie is like a big fuck you to anyone who says that animation is not cinema. To those stupid people that you try to you try to make art using AI. Like this is such so this is so soulful and so fun and so full of energy. Um, starting with the fact that every character has a different art style and. Every character's world has a different art style that they have to like incorporate and 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 and, and try to make uh, try to make fit. There's live action sequences in this movie that don't mm -hmm. feel out of place, that don't feel like they break the flow or anything. They found a way to incorporate them where it, where it works really well. Like I feel like if you watch some early two thousand animated movies, you can see when they're kind of trying to cut corners and use CG instead of 2D and you can see the the when it's on top of something here mm -hmm. the the different animation styles just flow so beautifully uh, i was reading that just to create the art style for spider punk it took them 2 years like 2 full years just to make spider punk just to make him real um and you can feel you you can feel like the manpower uh that was done like you could feel like hours of crunch and different art styles and fuck there's even a lego section in the movie oh that that's right that doesn't feel out of place i looked it up that that uh that lego section was made by a 14 year old kid that <laughs> the end that the people at sony just found that he he recreated the trainers using legos and they just gave him a job 
Like that kid is gonna go through animation school in a few years, and he's gonna be he's gonna show up his credits and be like, "Oh yeah, I worked in Across the Spider Verse." Like, <laughs> this fucking kid, and um, I have nothing but I, I, I. This is gonna be one a very boring review because I'm just gonna be like, "This is this is great. This is awesome." I have no it's, flaws for this movie, really. It's also the benefit of not having the the characters that Marvel has, because Marvel has uh every almost every character and so if you're not serving their grand purpose i don't think they're really gonna put much stake in you not saying like it's a bad thing what they do is really good like they do really well with their live action movies but the benefit of having sony own uh spider-man is that that's their only ip like they can work on that so, like, as opposed to someone like Marvel, where they would have to dedicate a team from not working on the live action movies, but to work on their animated movies, like, it would, I feel, they would feel like it's detrimental or like it would, it wouldn't service it right. But I mean, I mean, power to Sony. And I'm saying this, uh, they've only put out two movies. Um, but they're on a really good roll and they're touching that DC status of animated movies um, very early on because one thing that I like about animated movies is that you're able to do far and away more than what you're able to do in live action. You have to deal with contracts, you have to deal with dates, uh, filming dates, locations, but with animated movies... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to deal with dates, but for the most part, if you get them in to record, I mean, you're pretty much set. And then the animators have to do their work. Agreed. I mean, shit, man. Sony, I think Into the Spider-Verse came completely out of left field, and somehow they topped it. Or at least built on it, like, in the best way that they could. Um in most sequels, like they they falter, they they drop the ball, they fuck up somewhere. This movie only built, like it only mm-hmm. it took the foundation from the original and only added more to it. Like, um, let's talk about the opening part of the film, which takes up actually a good chunk of the of the film. We get that's where, I, mean, that's we where get I thought like this movie was kind of misleading because yeah. it's like it was a Spider Man movie, but in reality, it was kind of a like a sixty or like a seventy thirty split. It was like 30% Gwen, 70 miles, or maybe 60, 40. Yeah. We got a, we got like a good 20 minute short Spider Gwen movie. Yeah. Uh, that got to like cover her art style, the background, her origin story, her relationship with her dad. Her dad played by uh, Shia Wiggum, who is going to play a cop for the rest of his life, I think. I think that's the only thing he knows how to play. Um, and, uh, Haley Steinfeld, who plays, uh, uh, Spider-Gwen, uh, she's great. I'm a big fan of her. Uh, I think she's a, she did a good job as, as a squen. And I like I how love her in everything, anything yeah. she does. I love her. Yeah. Uh, it could be hell. She was in the best Transformers movie. I'll say that for me, uh, it was uh edge of 17. Oh, it's 17. was super fun. That um, one was just, that one was really good. Yeah, teen movie uh, that you just don't see anymore. Yeah. Uh, oh, forgot. Uh, Academy Award nominated Hallie Stanfield. I'm sorry. I should have should have prefaced with that. She was Academy uh, nominated. She was when she did. She was in the True Grit remake. She was. A, she was. Oh, a she was nominated for that one. I forgot. Yeah. That's right. She got her start early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she. So she brings to life uh, Spider Gwen. Uh, I like how it starts immediately with uh, she's kind of isolated. She's kind of alone. She doesn't have friends. Uh, We saw this in the previous one. She misses Miles because she made a genuine connection with him in the first movie. Mm. And we have a good setup because we have uh, her trying to escape her dad. Dad has like a personal vendetta against her. Uh, And through those sections, I like how we also showed that she could be she has that spider-man jokesy personality uh yeah. when she meets when she meets uh spider-man 2099 immediately she starts making jokes like are you the blue panther are you this are you Seth garfield like what what's going on like immediately she starts making jokes she starts uh doing the thing and uh i think she's established greatly at the start uh we're introduced to miguel o'hara 
who fl- who was uh, Spider Man two hundred nine piece of shit. <laughs> hey, uh, I I'll defend him. I won't. He's a piece we, of shit. We, we can get to that later. Yeah. Um. The cool thing about Miguel O'Hara in this, this movie is that yeah, if you saw the movie, the entire thing from his perspective, yeah, he he looks he does what a great. He's not a villain, but he's a rival in the movie, and he does a great thing where he's like, you can see where he's coming from, and there is like tragedy. But he's introduced. He's introduced. They start fighting. Um, he fight. They fight this really cool version of the Vulture from oh, like yeah, the, Da Vinci times, the, re- the Renaissance Vulture. Yeah, like. Uh, that was it, when the movie started and they showed us like that design. I was floored. I was like, ah, oh, I'm so in. Like, this is whatever you want to do after this, go. Like, I'm so in if, if, if you're going to be this bold. Um, anyway, they end up joining forces and we have this very dramatic scene where she faces her dad. Uh, he's kind of about to shoot her and then she has to take off her mask and try to. Explain everything. He starts quoting the Miranda rights, and then she like uh, dips. Uh, mm-hmm. A good, a very good start to the movie. A very strong start uh, to the to the movie. I believe we get the Gwen Stacy part of it. Um, mm-hmm. What's it called? She at one point her dad pulls a gun on her. Granted, he doesn't know it's Gwen, um, and he's. I like how they even point out. She even points out like, well, which is it? Do you want me to put my hands up? Or do you get on the floor? Like. This shit, and he fires a warning shot. Again, he doesn't know it's his daughter. Takes off the mask, and instead of doing what I think most parents would do, which is put your mask back on, get the hell out of here. I'll talk to you about it at home. Yeah, he pulls. He, I don't think he pulls the gun, but he tells her you have the right to remain silent. It's like you're really gonna put the job over your kid. Wow. All right. You know what? I get why she left you to die. I get why she left you to die. Because remember, happened yet. I no, mean, but... he was kind of side. He was kind of side. No, sideways. He was blindsided by the fact that his daughter has been keeping this secret but for inst- so long. But instinct is to protect your loved one. Look, man. If tomorrow my fucking hey man, have will... you not? Have you never heard of protecting your loved one by letting them sit in jail and think about what they've done wrong? No, because oh, I would man. assume the best in them. Oh well, that's well, your okay, fault. It, okay, well, it depends on the loved one. Like, if I found out you did something wrong, that's a different story. So you're saying if your kid fucked around and drunk drove, you mm-hmm. would gladly pull him out of jail? Mm. This is great that's, radio, guys. But that's different, though, because there's drunk driving, and then there's being a superhero and having repeated being repeated, a vigilante is against the law. No, but repeatedly saving lives. Vigilanteism yeah. is against the law. I don't give a fuck. If my, if my daughter it, is constantly is saving people's lives and making headlines saving people, you know what? It you get a pass. is against the law. Black Wait, and white. You, you know what else was against the You know what? I'm not going to go into that. There were a lot of other things that were against the law that were not. What, your favorite okay. laws, Eddie? The ones back in the 19, in the early 1900s? Okay, now we're pushing it. So let's get back to the film. We haven't. Our review has not lost its train of thought since the Fast 10 review. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so let's talk I about this... <laughs> Brooklyn, Earth 1610, Miles Morales, who has this great scene where he's trying to get to a meeting. He has to fight Spot. And he he essentially comes into conflict, comes into conflict with his parents on a multitude of occasions. Yeah. Um, I like how we have this whole sequence where we see him already established as Spider-Man. We see that he's, you know, he's swinging around. He's doing the thing. And I like how the movie establishes Spot as, like, it's just going to be another. It's just going to be, like, the villain for, like, the first 20 minutes and 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 whatever. And then he just sweeps it under the rug and just makes a stick with him for through the rest of the movie. Um, I like also how he's so used to the environment. Like, I like how he gets into the store and he goes like, hey, man, how much do I owe you for this? And like the, the guy from the store already knows him. And it's like, ah, oh, just get him out of the store and it's on me. Like it's <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. those kind of things really like establish Miles as like, oh, he's been he's been there for a while. He already knows the territory. He knows what he's doing. He changed his suit. Uh, I personally like the original more, but OK, it's fine. It's, it's kind of normal that they change their suits. And yeah, I'm uh, a big fan of the red 
going down yeah. the armpits. They even make I fun like of the that. Spray like... paint look, I like the spray paint look the best. Yeah, me too. Um, but anyway, so they have that. Um, what do you think of the spot? Uh, he's voiced by uh, Schwartzman, Jason Schwartzman, a uh, uh, good friend of uh, Wes Anderson. Um, and I like that. Is he, he also went the from... voice of Sonic? No, that's is he? Ben Schwartz. No, that's Ben Schwartz. Oh, it's Schwartz, Schwartzman. Yeah, it's easy to get that one confused. Um, yeah, I I thought it was clever what they did because I mean, we see him in the first three minutes and he's a fucking goof. Like you're just like, yeah. oh, well, like he's gonna take care of this guy super easy, and nah, that's gonna be it. But no, like they're like, no, this guy's gonna be a fucking problem. What's it called? You know, I I legitimately thought if he was gonna be a B villain. Like like a straight B, like okay, this is the dude he's gonna beat up before he gets to a problem. Mm-hmm. Nope, pleasantly surprised. They turned uh, the spot into so the spot. They turned the spot into essentially what Mister Freeze became because Mister Freeze was a joke into Heart of Ice. The spot just got elevated to like this hardcore, over the top supervillain who has justifiable means, mind you. He's justified in being angry. Yeah, but they like, threw a bagel at him. But he can back it up. That's the scary <laughs> part. He can fucking back it up. Also, I, like I, I love the creative fight. Guy. <laughs> I love the creative fight also, though. Yeah, uh, I like how they finally understood that the... They, because they've adapted the spot before in, like, cartoons and stuff. But they always gave him eyes for some reason. And in this one, they understood that, nah, it's just scary if he doesn't have any eyes. Like, just a big scary figure with just spots all over his his body. I like that yeah. they had that that ongoing joke of like my holes, my holes are the key. It's all about my holes. And then finally, when he gets back into reality, like the the, the very nice workers of New York City just go like, "Stop talking about your holes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. It's just a, that's not yeah, what they just... would have really said, but that was, that was very <laughs> nice the, of them. That's the PG that version of what they would have said. Yeah. There have been like, a lot of expletives in that in that yeah. sentence. Is this PG or PG thirteen? I think PG-13. it's PG thirteen because they because they drop several shits in this movie. Like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, also the action gets pretty intense. Like, I don't think you could get away with a PG rating for this film. Yeah, uh, Miguel O'Hara really is like get, kind of intense. Yeah, you can't really get a PG rating like unless you're just a strictly kids film. Yeah. Uh, also, this movie drops one of the hardest uh, and one of the hardest like uh, curse words in Spanish, but I think they just left Which it there because uh, there's a scene where uh, Miguel, when Miles escapes uh, from Miguel and from everyone, uh-huh. and uh, Miguel gives the order to like ev- to, like everyone in the complex, and it's like every like chase after Spider Man, and then everyone just like points at each other, and it's like, like which one? Yeah, and then uh, Miguel goes like, "I coño, Miles, Miles Morales." Like, yeah, what does so, coño uh, mean? Coño is like the 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 dirtiest way you can refer to a pussy. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but like he drops it like hard. He goes like, "I coño," like just yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They think they I, can get away with it. They they they, <laughs> they thought we wouldn't notice. How how yeah. is that in the Mexican theater? Oh, we all laughed. <laughs> but but honestly, I think I think not a lot of people heard it because we all laughed when everyone started pointing at each other. So it was kind of like sneaky. Like, yeah. Uh, it's like when they drew a dick on a little mermaid. <laughs> like, no one's gonna notice this. I forgot about that. Yeah. So uh so yeah, so scenes like that uh work. Um well, we see him fighting the spot. We see Miles trying to do his best to get back into uh, into the, the that meeting, and I like how we have this ongoing drama with the parents, uh, which I think a lot of it is like oh, our kid is growing, and a lot of it is like these parents are like a little too controlling. You you gotta see both sides there because you understand Miles, but at the same time you understand their parents, uh, their parents with one with one kid, and that 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 fucks them up, you know. Um, and they own a whole fucking floor in Brooklyn somehow. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't know how they don't. They do. They own it. Yeah. Well, don't know how. 
I love how and this is gonna sound stupid. I can speak from a from an academic advisor's perspective. When she's like, "This is the story," I'm like, "Yeah, it's the bullshit you have to do when you file an appeal." Yeah, <laughs> you have to lie and be like, "This is my journey." I'm like, "Oh, god damn it, that's true." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you have to sell yourself. Exactly. I'm just a poor boy. <laughs> Look at me, poor. We can barely make ends meet. Well, we own a whole farm, Brooklyn. Blo- Blo- I don't want to really say that. I'm about to make captain, so you know, fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah like i was um, like how the fuck do they own a whole floor she's a nurse and he's a fucking cop yeah maybe they inherited it and they just have to pay for it the taxes maybe i don't know however they got in 2008 miles was a baby back then so yeah but uh, anyway. the recession yeah the great yeah. recession uh good times yeah. good times so yeah. which which it's coming back you saw that Woo! you uh. saw that so the housing market is like this close to crashing again dito you can get your house the house of your dreams dude yeah. i've been waiting for it to crash for two fucking years i thought it would crash during the goddamn recession ah oh, you sack of <laughs> shit fucking bob <laughs> it's so close man it's gonna happen and, so you uh, see that memes where it was like when you realize you're being a piece of shit when you're 13 and you should have bought a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, those yeah. I shouldn't have fucked around in third grade. It's, I should have bought a house in 2008 instead of fucking around in third grade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was eating fucking dirt. Yeah. Anyway. So, third grader eats dirt. I was bored. And <laughs> so we're introduced. Well, Gwen pops up. Yeah. She arrives. Uh, I think it. It's what the the end scene from Into the Spider Verse, yeah. uh, where like she pops up in the portal and, and finds then, all like, of Miles's drawings of her, and yeah. his stalker's drawings of hers, and yeah. uh, and then it goes from there, and we come to find out that she wasn't supposed to visit him. Yeah, uh, we get this really really great scene where. They just start swinging together. There's a song playing, and uh, I think that scene, that scene, I, I love it. I think it was exa- entirely done just to flex on how smooth their animation is, because <clears throat> sorry, it was so like smooth and buttery, and I I I felt like I was playing the Spider-Man PS4 game, like I I almost felt like I knew what was how how to move and where to go. Um, but before that, uh, a really funny scene when they're in his room and she sees like an action figure like still in the box. And she's like, why do you have this? Oh, good. I used to have one of these. Look, why, why do you, do have you it still in have box? it in the box? <laughs> just, like, pops. Everyone in my theater just went like, oh, no. Like A part of me died. A part of me died. <laughs> I'm going to go to your office and do that to your Funko, Sadie. I'm going I'm to cut you. <laughs> I'll fucking cut you. Yeah. Oh, so... You look better outside the box, Eddie. I mean, but I'm trying to make money off him. Uh, but anyway, so we get Miles and Gwen. Also, I want to point out real quick that scene where they're both sitting upside down. Someone pointed oh, out on social media. Yeah, they did the physics for the face where the eyebrows are kind of like up because of gravity. They they were that fucking detailed in this film. I mean, you have five years, might as well be that fucking detailed. But like, you don't have to be. I'm not. I'm not uh, saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying like. That's admirable, man. Like that, I respect that. For them to be so fucking detailed that they take into account the skin, mm-hmm. bravo. Um, yeah. But then we get, we find out Gwen isn't just there to visit Miles. She did visit him, but she has a mission to stop the spot. Uh, and she completely jumbles it. The spot gets away, and Miles follows her. She didn't know, but he follows her, and they end up in. Earth something something. Earth 5101 with Spider-Man, Spider-Man Javitir and Hobie Brown to confront yeah. Spot. Yeah. Uh Spider-Man India uh voiced by um Karen Sonny, who is the uh the the taxi driver in Deadpool. Yeah, Dopender. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, like, is that fucking Dopender? <laughs> yeah. And this is where the British stole our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, when he, when he went, this is where the traffic is, and this is where the traffic is, and this is where the traffic is. He was doing <laughs> British stuff. stuff. Uh, uh, I got what, what a fun little addition to, to the movie because I personally really missed uh, Spider Man Noir, uh, Spider Ham, and Penny Parker. Like, they were really fun additions in the, the previous movie, especially I missed uh, 
noir because I fucking love Nicolas Cage. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like I, I like the new additions that, that we got. I liked Spider-Man India. I loved Hobby Brown, uh, oh. who was voiced. Yep. I was a little iffy on Spider-Punk, but as the movie went on, I was like, all right, I fuck with Spider-Punk. He was a little annoying. I'm going to be no, what Once it got to the ending, I was like, I like Spider-Punk because I do the same shit. No, like, <laughs> he has it where it counts. He has it where it counts, but I'm like, the shit he says, I don't be- I don't believe in uh, in democracy. Well, what do you, like, do you believe in this? No, I don't believe in nothing at all. I'm alternative. So what the fuck do you believe? Nothing. Like, yeah, that's a scene. That's he, he's supposed to represent that like punk. Uh, that like punk mentality. Anarchy. No, he's but, like the Ramones in a Spider-Man form. No, but he he came off to me like the annoying kind of guy that like a hipster almost. That's how he came off to me. I could be wrong. That's there's, a, the there's, a piece, there's a piece of dialogue where he goes, uh, "I don't believe in like looking in a mirror, huh, Eddie? Yeah, Ugh. yeah. It's a, piece, it's a piece of dialogue where, where he goes, I don't believe in teams. And then Miles goes, aren't you in a band? And he goes, I don't believe in consistency either. Like, like that, that. I'm like. <laughs> but that's where it's supposed to be it's funny. It's right there. Yeah. That's what <laughs> you want at it. Yeah. It's a, it's a scene where, where they're fighting the spot and the, and, the, and the spot goes, oh, here comes the Spider-Man. They think they're so funny. And, and, he, and he went, I don't believe in comedy. Just kidding. Just joking. <laughs> like, it's right there. Like, it's just like, just be, get him and just like, supposed to be fucking ironic <laughs> no i get i understand irony i just don't like it <laughs> no and like and like uh i was so afraid that they were gonna like shift the story to turn it into like uh a, a weird love triangle between like him miles and gwen so glad that they didn't so glad that they made like uh uh, uh spider punk be like nah miles my homie miles my boy like uh like he even helps him escape like he tells her from the beginning hey use your palms like and then when like chaos goes down, he just goes like, "By the record, for the record, I quit." He just like He's leaves, like, mm. like, he just like dips. Um, but I, I I noticed this the second time that I watched it when they get into like uh, when they're going towards Miguel, he's like stealing shit like from the walls, and yeah. Miguel, and 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 Miles is telling him like, "Why are you doing it?" It's like, well, "Part doesn't do anything." Like, "Well, what does it matter?" And he's constantly telling Miles like, "You don't need his watch. Make your own watch." He literally made the his own watch by the end, like because yeah. of all the shit that he stole. It's great, like it, it was set up, and yeah, I liked him. And also, Daniel Kaluuya voices him, and I'm so glad they let him use like his natural Cockney the accent. Guy from Get and, Out, yeah, that's him. Oh, oh I did not catch that. Yeah, uh, they, they they let him they let him use like his normal British accent, and he, this man is like super charismatic and super funny. I'm so glad a movie finally exploited that. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they did. Um so who else we got? We got those two. Uh we get Jake Johnson back as Peter B. Parker from the first movie with a baby this time. With Mayday. Uh, Mayday, Mayday Parker. Yeah. Uh come he, on, hold uh, the baby. <laughs> hold on, hold, everything will be solved if you just hold this magical child. Like <laughs> he has great lines. Like but uh, yeah. I, f- I feel like though that's what a father is actually like though like once you become a parent that is you like look at how cute it is and he when he does the part of like look at the pictures look at all the pictures look at all the pictures look at all the pictures i feel like that's real yeah yeah well it's also like he well i don't know if you want to jump to that part or like yes. mention it but he mentioned he tells miles like i had her because of you yeah. you made me not afraid to have a child yeah like he's like when I met you, I was like, I want to have a kid like that. Yeah. I, you know, he has one of my favorite lines, and I, they did it in the trailer, but I still one of my favorite lines in the movie. Uh, when Miguel O'Hara is just whipping into Miles for the, all the bullshit. Oh, uh, dude, those fucking scenes. Oh, uh, we'll talk about that when you finish yours, but. No, no, no. Uh, just, just that one part. Hey, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible teacher. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh that's awesome but uh, okay. i love how he just justifies himself the entire time he's like maybe i wasn't the worst teacher <laughs> and he's like oh that, that's your that's your student well he beat you so he can't be all bad yeah. yeah but like so yeah that part when we come uh like leading up to this part miles saves um i'm just gonna call him dopender that's why i know him, 
He saved <laughs> Opender's Spider Man. Call him Spider Man India. Like that's his real name. <laughs> oh, that's his Spider. That's his name, Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. So he saved Spider Man India's. Um, uh, like event. His, cap- his Captain Stacy, I guess. Yeah, he saves his event, which he wasn't supposed to do, and all of a sudden, it, like something starts happening, and I guess the universe is starting to eat itself, and so Miguel is like. We have to, we have to let your dad die. We have to let Miles' dad die, or else your universe is gonna get killed by itself. It's gonna get imploded. And yeah. um, Miles, you know, like anyone isn't gonna take that fucking laying down. He's like, no, I'm gonna fucking save my dad. Which, and that makes sense. It's not unreasonable. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you're a piece of shit, Miles, for wanting to save your father. Uh, yeah. But that's when Miguel starts laying into him, like, viciously with just, like, you weren't supposed to be Spider-Man. You're an anomaly. Um, if a, universe, a universe has no Spider-Man because of you. Like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah. if it wasn't for you, your Peter Parker wouldn't have died. And, Which, like, just vicious. completely lays into him and then starts revealing, like, they all knew that he was not supposed to be there. Yeah. That's why no one, that's why no one ever looked like him. Which, yeah, not another Miles Morales. Yeah. But yeah. Cause like, there, cause there was, he wasn't supposed to be a Spider Man. Yeah. That's but, why, like, when he was in that fucking Spider Tower. No one looked like him because there wasn't supposed to be anyone that looked like him. But like Miles comes along, like, dude, I didn't ask to get bit. It just fucking happened. And yeah. I had to roll with it. Was it yeah. my fault that fucking spider showed up? I yeah. I did the best with what I could. Yeah. Like I, I feel like he had points to make, but now that we're talking more and more about it, um I'll I'll, I'll mention it at the end when we get to that that big twist at the end. But um no, Miguel being just a biggest douchebag but also oh, man he plays a fucking good villain but I, here's the thing i wouldn't i would argue he's not necessarily a villain because he has well not a not not a, a villain in in the Traditional in the sense. sense that we all know but yeah. like a, he's a foil a, yeah a douche i will agree he is a douche but they even they, they, they even pointed out like when when peter b parker comes out and like is trying to like like kind of like lay down Mikael. He, he even tells him like like why aren't you funny the whole thing about spider-man is that we're funny like you're the only one of us with no sense of humor they don't mention this in the mm-hmm. movie but miguel o'hara canonically is the only spider-man without spider sense like that's that's his thing hmm. um yeah so i think there's a lot that 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 comes through and yes he is edgy and yeah he is a ninja vampire they never fucking explain it in the movie but they, they just say that he's a vampire um, but there is like a tragedy of him. He doesn't want to see current events go down and he doesn't want to see anomalies because he knows what he did and he knows the lives that he took by being selfish. So when he sees someone else do that, he sees them as selfish. Uh, there is kind of a heroism in there. It's just uh, it's just direct directed in a different way. It, just, um, it only works when it's not people. Yeah. When these are people, they have feelings, they have thoughts, they have all these things. So that's where everything like the black and white just goes out the door. That's where it becomes yeah. shades of gray. But yeah. Um one thing that I started thinking about, okay, Miles is an anomaly. Didn't he prove your theory wrong? Because or not wrong, but that it can be different. Because he wasn't supposed to exist. And his universe yeah. is fine. Yeah, his universe is fine. So far. Yeah, mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. So like, far, yeah. I mean, maybe he is playing with, like, fire, and, like, maybe the universe won't be fine if yeah. he saves his dad. But, I mean, he's already proved you wrong once before. And for me, the, the parts that just hit the most was when he was, like, they all know about it. And, like, he looks back, and they're, like with egg on their face just like fuck yeah because he turns to gwen and, t- and tells her like you sh- you're right you shouldn't have come see me. you shouldn't have come and see me he tells peter like stop calling me kid like 
he ends up escaping and uh, I don't want to jump too far ahead because I think that see that chase sequence will go down in the books like Jesus Christ what a fun fast scene um but when we when we jump again and they send uh they send them back to their dimensions which by the way that machine that they use to return them back to the, the go home machine mm-hmm. what a creepy design what a what a like genuinely like sca- like it moved slow and it had like these spider legs and it was like the way they moved it was just very very eerie and very very scary um they end up he ends up using it to go back home and even when he has Miguel like all up in his face like trying to open it like it, you can feel like the genuine uh fear, fear. like yeah. yeah like Miguel is like is like a killing machine and uh but Gwen gets thrown back into her universe and we have like this reunion with her with her dad and a big key uh moment gets dropped here which is what the dad tells where now she knows that it's going to happen to her as well and the dad just goes like well I quit like uh, I'm not going to be captain anymore and it kind of hits hits Gwen like oh we can like escape the Karen events in a safe way um I the I told us the thing is, will she have time to tell Miles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I told that to a coworker of mine. Actually, I was like, um, no wonder she didn't she didn't like she knew a captain was gonna die. She knew it was probably gonna be her father. She never went back from. I was like, man, I don't blame her for not going back from. Um, Jesus, dude, he pulled a gun on her. Admittedly, uh, though, I probably would have gone back to save my dad, but still, I'm like, that's that's fucked Are up. You're really holding on to this. Who puts their job before their kid? Like that bugs me. That that well, is when that, that's all you know, that, and it hasn't lied to you like how she did. That's your child, dude. People and I'm assuming the, and I'm assuming that his wife is dead. I'm assuming that it's just the two of them because he never mentioned the mom. I'm assuming she's gone. People passed make away. mistakes. I feel like that's one of those mistakes that's too far. Anyway. If you can't make mistakes with your own family and forgive them, then you might as well not talk to your family. There's a big difference between you ate my candy bar and, hey, hands up, daughter of mine, last living relative that I have. Eddie, we're the last, the last ones last to be judging family right now. Uh, anyway. Oh, my Oh my God. I want to <laughs> Anyway. Uh, okay. So... What is it? Gwen finds out that there's a safety that there is a safety mm-hmm. measure she can Honestly, take. I never picked up on that until you all told me. Uh no, picked yeah. What? The safety yeah. thing. I never picked up on that. What safety thing? Like the like curving cannon events, but through an alternate route. Oh, okay. oh fuck. Can we mention that we see Andrew Garfield and Toby McGuire in this film? We also was- saw the mention of Doctor Strange. And Venom, yeah. sort of, kind of. Mrs. Chen, yeah, counts. That I was so afraid that they were gonna try to like chunk, like a lot of it. No, I think the way that they did it. Actually, there was. Uh, was there? He's, in the, he's in like the circles in the background, like he's somewhere uh... in there. Um, I didn't notice it because I wasn't looking for it. Honestly, I was, yeah. Um, but what they did by showing Garfield was great, uh, and I like how they. Gave equal size to the Maguire scene with the uh, Uncle Ben dying, and uh, uh, spectacular Spider-Man, like the animated one. Uh, they gave him no like Adam Web. No Madam Web. You're right. Uh, would have thought that you'd have saw Madam Web at least once. I was afraid that they were gonna like tease her because um, they're making like a live action Madam Web with Dakota Johnson. I was I was thinking like, are they gonna are they gonna like make her cameo like here before the movie comes out? Mm-hmm. Um all right. Glad that they didn't. Um we had a little we had a little like au- au- audio file of uh of Dr. Octopus saying hello Peter from the No Way Home too. Oh yeah. Uh but no, you know what? Uh someone made a point that how important trains are to superhero films. Like there's a lot of great train sequences, whether it's Batman, Spider-Man, the other Spider-Man, this Spider-Man, like Trains always play a big role for some reason. They're always something that heroes can either be measured to, can they stop, or the destruction they caused. I just I just realized that. That's interesting. Trains? Because they still use it. Yeah, trains, for some reason, have like a big place in superheroes and comics and in general, because Superman, he was compared to like a locomotive. And for some reason, 
Trains faster always matter. Than a, what? Faster than, a, faster than a speeding bullet. But isn't it? Doesn't More it powerful than a locomotive. Oh. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm pretty able crazy. to leap tall buildings in single bound. But yeah, trains have always like played like a big role in superhero films and in superhero media in general. So I just realized we have another great train sequence in this film. It must have sucked for the people in that train, though, seeing all the shit go down on top. Just like, what the fuck is that? I, I can just imagine. Um, but no, but no. Okay, so uh, Miguel gets ejected. He finds a way out. Gwen reconciles, and then oh, I want to mention another thing: the betrayal of 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 Gwen and Peter B. Parker. Remember, these were characters that Miles trusted wholeheartedly in the first film. In the first film, mm-hmm. they even make a point of saying it. Like he says, "You guys don't understand what I'm going through," and I think they reply, "We're probably the only people in the world that understand." Yeah, because we have this. We share this. You know, we're the only ones. So for the people that he had to learn to trust the most to mm-hmm. betray him, that's raw. That cuts him. And we get this great little scene. I wish it had been longer, uh, but I understand why. Where Miles does talk to Peter B. Barker and and he says, like, you like you lied to me. You could have told me, you could have helped me, but you chose not to. And you understand why Peter B. Parker didn't do it, but there's still that element of betrayal there and no Eddie, we can't forgive him remember he's a piece of shit he wasn't gonna try and throw us no by, by sure. your by no, your no, reasoning no, we no, can't no. forgive him no we can't forgive him he's no a piece of a, shit, Eddie. he's not putting it I, la, 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 i can hear you la, 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 la. eat a dick now as the adults are talking um they have this great sequence where they go line. back and forth now they have this great sequence where they go back and forth um as far as like uh you know adult. Wearing a I'm gonna turn this office. I'm gonna turn this car right around. <laughs> but we get a great sequence of them talking, and I wish we had more of that because I feel like of all of them, I know he's in love with Gwen, but I feel like he looks at Peter B. Parker as more like his mentor. And I can only imagine being feeling betrayed by someone that actually kind of helped to train you when it came to your spidey sense. When it came to your web swinging, when it came to teaching you how to Spider-Man to go with the flow, trying to... He essentially helped you find your mojo. Like, uh, it's a leap of faith. I think it's fair to say he put him in the same uh, pedestal as his uncle. Yeah, 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 that's perfect. Yeah, you're right. Definitely. Yeah. Um, um, but so... Yeah, and also, and, and also, I think we forget, like, Miles left with that, like, opinion of everyone. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we know they're going to go to save him, but for like the next 10 months or so like miles is alone and he thinks that generally like no one is coming to save him mm-hmm. um and he feels yeah. betrayed yeah he feels betrayed and alone and we know that you know they're gonna go and save him but that conversation they're, they're gonna have on the way back is gonna be a painful one and the only thing that i expect is that the writing just elevates and i hope that it's uncomfortable and hard to watch and hard to read and hard to listen, but that it's effective. That's that, I that's did, all I about. did love how they made fun of Ben Riley. <laughs> oh yeah, they made, oh yeah. They, he's voiced by Andy Samberg, which is just wonderful. Like uh fucking Jake Peralta just like being a Oh, there's so much pain. Oh, I gotta be here by myself and lane against this wall. Oh <laughs> that's right. But uh, and uh I did think it was interesting on how they uh, they did that whole switcheroo, uh, sending Miles to the universe 42. that the spider came from. Yeah. Well, that so let's let's just dump right into it. So Miles ends up there, realizes that he's in the universe where the spider came from. His dad's dead. His uncle is alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got scared for a second. I thought the, the uncle had gone with the mom, but it turns out he was just giving her money to help out with the bills. Thank God. Um, but he even says, like, hey, Miles, you cut your dreadlocks? He, he was like, yeah, like he's trying to blend in. We think that his uncle's the prowler, uh, and he's interrogating him because when he figures out Miles isn't who he says he is, turns out we get the insane reveal that uh, Miles, Miles yeah. in, in Earth-42, he's the prowler. He takes off his mask, he reveals his dreadlocks, reveals his look. And then he, Miles even tells, he spills the beans straight out. Like, you need to let me go so I can go save our dad. And he says, and 
Miles says, why would I let you do that? And like my eyeballs just like popped out of my socket, like, oh shit. That's how far gone he is. Yeah. yeah. Um there's a lot of there's a lot of subtle moments to show like the difference. Like, for example, the Miles in Earth 42 pronounces his last name correctly. Uh he doesn't say Morales, he says Morales, which is the right way to say it. Yeah, he's um, more Hispanic. Because he's only been with his mom. And yeah. like he's he probably speaks like Spanish correctly. Like that's a that's a callback to the beginning of the movie where he gets a being Spanish and uh and his mom is telling him, like, why are you spanglishing it? Like you no, like speak correctly. Which I think is a thing that happens very often when you have like parents like that. That one of the two. Um not also, my parents, they fuck they fucking use uh Tex Max and my brother <laughs> will call him out on it. <laughs> He's like it's um, not parquear. <laughs> it's, it's not parquear. Parquear yeah. is a parquear is not a word. Yeah, it's a uh, fake fucking word. It's text max. Like bistake. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that bistake is not a real word? Yeah, it's bistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh also like another another little difference, like uh the more the miles in, in Earth 42, he wears uh uh Air Ones, like he doesn't wear Air Jordans. Uh <laughs> Which I thought was like very subtle, but like to show that he wears a different shoe. Um, the dreadlocks, of course, and he's even voiced by a different actor. I didn't caught it at first, but it's not it's not Shamik Moore, it's a different actor voicing him, but he sounds kind of mm-hmm. similar to him. Um yeah, it, it, it ends in that uh in that little uh little callback to the first movie where uh he gets Peter B. Parker and just like also like traps him in the in the in, in in the boxing uh thingy mm-hmm. uh, same yeah. thing we have this vicious scene where he like pun- where uh his uncle kind of like punches the the punching bag and just yeah. like we have this like scene where like you almost feel like he did punch him and uh it was like we're an, close to the end there yeah it was an interrogation technique like hey yeah. next time this is for you but we can't forgive him remember that we can't forgive him he's a piece of shit. was he going to turn him into the cops you never know. He was probably gonna fucking kill him, Eddie. He was probably gonna fucking kill him. Uh, it's not his miles, so it's fine. But anyway, we get also, I think, and I hope they talk about it in the next film. I, I don't know. I hope they do. What if this is what Miles was destined to be in his universe? What if he confronts that? What if his father was supposed to die in Earth 1610? And that Peter Parker was supposed to go after him after he becomes the Prowler. What if? Like, it's an interesting thought. Your circumstances create who you become. And I, it's interesting. And I hope they talk more about that in the future. But um, the movie ends with Miles trapped on this cliffhanger. But on the other side of the coin, Gwen Stacy recruits a, a, a team of spider people to go save Miles and hopefully save his father, consisting of, obviously, Spider-Gwen. Uh, we also have Peter B. Parker, his daughter Mayday, uh, Spider-Man Spider India. Noir. Yeah, Spider-Man Noir, he returns. Spider-Ham, Penny Parker, the, the animatronic yeah. one. Um, and Margot, who plays Spider-Bite, the, the tech one. Yeah, and, the one that's a hologram. Correct. Oh, and, escape, yeah. And we're off to the or fucking races, folks. think that she helped him escape. She didn't let him escape. She could have pressed that button. I think but she... What if she knew that he wasn't going to his right... Uh, universe? Universe. We're going to have to find out in part two, in part three, Fernie. Yeah. Also, part three comes out in March, so it's not a full year that we have to wait, but... Thank God. Imagine yeah. if they said we'll do it in five years. We'll see in twenty in two thousand. Hopefully, it comes out quicker than fucking Spider Man Two. <laughs> what? Oh, the, the game. video game. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It took five years. So fucking waiting on that fucking game to pop out. It's, it's gonna come out in September, I think. Thank God. Yeah, so the, the uh, gameplay looks awesome. The uh, the guy who voices Venom in the game. Like accidentally, like said, like yeah, it's coming out in like like uh like September October of the year, and then Insomniac was like up. was like you fucking idiot, like you weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> and then they, Which they I'm just the like yeah. fucking say it, dude, because you have so many people right now starving for games to come out because it feels like every fucking game is either getting pushed back 
or they're so far ahead of time. That I don't mind that though. Like, if it, if it I improves don't... the quality of the game, why not push it back? Or do, want, do, or do you want I a do broken fucking game, game? I do if the game keeps consistent getting pushed back. But this one, they never announced a release date. They they just yeah. said like we're releasing when we released it. Look, I'm playing Zelda right now. I'm playing I'm playing the new Zelda right now, and it just came, it came out like less than a month ago. And I saw an, an interview with Adrian Numa, who who said like, "Oh, we finished the game a year ago, but we just said, oh, we just let's just keep working on it for another year." And they just didn't announce a release date. They were they were like, "Oh, we'll just you know it's finished, but." Let's just keep polishing it for like another year, like just for funsies. And now it's it's out, and it's got it's completely bug free, man. It's probably uh, my own uh, pissed offness with Xbox because I'm like, when the fuck is StarCraft coming out? That game looks awesome. Oh, and it's never gonna come out. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that fucking game to pop out. Yeah, the same way that I'm waiting for like the the, the Hollow Knight sequel that's never gonna come out. Yeah, but uh oh, we also didn't mention the one thing that I thought we all would mention. Fucking childish Gambino in the Prowler suit. That's right. I forgot about Finally, him. Finally, a little like continuation from his little cameo in, in Homecoming. Do you think uh, he's gonna appear as the Prowler in the MCU? No. I mean, he's he is Uncle Aaron in the MCU, so might as well do something with him. Please let them do like a small scale Spider-Man film next. I'm tired of him saving the world. Let, let him do something small. I mean, that's, I what, that's what it looks like it's supposed to be playing out. Because, I mean, the end of No Way Home, like, he's just like, I'm just going to be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. It destroyed him so he can, you know, be back built up. back up. Yeah. And also, I'm going to say this because no one no one is going to say this, but I hope people who are doing Spider-Man uh, material, I hope you remember... Spider-Verse is not his only storyline. For Miles? Like, no, for Spider-Man. I feel like I'm seeing a lot, lot of multiverse stories with Spider-Man. And like, just remember, you can do like street level Spider-Man. <laughs> just like, I mean, the animated ones, yeah, keep keep this story going. But like, I don't want to see another live action multiverse Spider-Man story. I don't. Matter of fact, I would trade my entire memory of the mcu like the last 15 years if i could watch beyond the spider-verse tonight so like just so they know like where we stand this is this movie is in my opinion like the uh, the most loving thing that has been done to a comic book character and like i don't know maybe forever Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know like like I can't believe I, I I get to watch something like this that like very creative people who dearly love the character are exploiting it this way. Um, yeah, bring it on. Make more. Yeah. And if they want to take another year, fuck it, I'll wait. I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. Guys, Chama does not speak for the rest of us. Dude, don't don't take a year. <laughs> Release it in March, please. <laughs> don't be assholes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, release it in March. Take the fucking uh, take the Oscar again from Disney. I mean, they pretty much win that shit every fucking year. I was convinced that this year it would go to like I don't know, like Mario, but nah, not anymore. Oh, uh, I think this year it could be, it could be a tie up. Granted, I think Spider Man probably had the better story. It's it's better overall. I think I think this is my favorite movie of the year so far. I think we've gotten. It's been a great year for film. Like so yeah. far, and we're only six months in. Yeah, uh, like what's like the only bad movies that I've seen this year? I think are like what Cocaine Bear and Shazam. What? Cocaine Bear is hilarious. <laughs> it's not great, but it's hilarious. I feel like it. I feel like it would have been funnier if I was like under the influence of something. Watch it drunk. Eh, I watched it once already. I'm. I'm. I'm good. Um, but yeah, I think this is this is my favorite of the year so far. I think we'll see if something that throws it, but it's a high bar. Uh, I don't know. I think it was funny. I think you mentioned this is a lock for the animation Oscar. Fuck it, nominate this for best picture. Just, I don't have do the balls. Could, I wonder if it could, but I mean, I don't think the Academy will fucking do it. The Academy well, we, has nominated animated films before. We just they have. Just, been a while. Yeah, three. Uh. But will they nominate a comic book animated film? 
They look down on superhero films. Don't forget. Did you see the same movie that I just saw, man? Did you hey, see it? Like, hey, you don't have to convince me. You have to convince yeah. about two thousand old fucks. They're gonna die this year. Like, doesn't matter. Like, look, we we don't know if we're gonna get that lucky. <laughs> like the only one that got nominated was Black Panther, and honestly, I felt like that was a pity nomination, like just to shut the people up. That's that's how I felt about Joker being nominated, but that's true. Yeah. And I, I Toy Story three did not have a chance. I liked that it got nominated, but I knew it had no chance now. Which one? Toy Story three. Oh, Toy Story three was nominated for best uh, animated for, for best for, picture. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's three movies. It's Beauty and the Beast. It's Up and uh, Toy Story three. Those are the only ones that have been. No, I'm in for this picture. Huh. We don't need uh, Toy Story Five Pixar for the love of fucking god. They're gonna give you that. They're gonna give you that because uh, and the story. God. Just because, just because, and, and it's your fault. It's your fault because nobody saw Strange World in theaters and nobody saw Lightyear in theaters, and now and now it's. Like, I saw. I took my whole family and I paid for everyone. I was like, Fuck yeah, y'all. you were the only we're one that go saw it. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, pull. Uh, I'm gonna do the same thing with Blue Beetle. We're all fucking going. <laughs> I gotta buy fucking twelve tickets, including for my dad. He's gonna go watch it. I will guilt him. Find a way. Uh, before we get there, we gotta watch the Flash and all this other stuff. But that's it. Before we get to the Transformers films and all that other shit, um, what do you think? Final thoughts on on Spider Man across the Spider Verse? A. Simple. A. A. Ten out of ten. Like this is. As an easy, the easiest ten out of ten I've ever given, honestly. Even though Eddie, I thought you were gonna give it a A minus because of it left on a cliffhanger, but it was a good cliffhanger. That does, but no, I okay. Like, and Fernie said, I need to be more clear. When I say I'm frustrated with the fact that it ended with a cliffhanger, I mean that in a positive way. I can't wait to see what happens next, but I want to. I want so bad to know what happens next already. It's like uh, it's like the end of Infinity War. You yeah. want to know what happens next? Holy shit! Thanos won. He dusted people. Like, yeah, you you want the next part of the story so badly already. You know what I mean? That's yeah. where I come from when I say, "Damn it, it ends on a cliffhanger." Yeah, you just really suck with words, so I always have to get clarification from you. Yeah, Nikki says the same thing. Yeah, it's like remember when we saw uh, Halloween Kills? Yeah, and like it ended, and they were like, "Oh, wait until the end of the year, wait until next year to see what happens." It's like. That those are the kind of cliffhangers where I'm like, why? What was the point of this? This is a good cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, like, only... yeah, we're expecting a third part, <laughs> yeah. but it still leave, left you wanting more. Good, because yeah. the writing was masterful. The writing was yeah. great. Yeah. And also, like this, this feels like a complete uh, chapter. Like you're like I'm satisfied with this. But I know I'm gonna watch it several times, like uh, like before the next one comes out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's there. Yeah, no complaints. Easiest turn of ten I've ever given. Yeah, nothing. Perfect. Next week, what are we doing next week? I think um, we have we have two I'm seeing, I'm seeing Boogeyman on Tuesday. Oh shit! I forgot about that one. I, okay, so we have three options, and I'm down for at least two. We have Boogeyman, which I'm down. I'll go watch it. We also have Transformers, uh, the Beast Wars, Wars? Yeah. the Machines. We got the Rest fucking. The we got the Beast Beast Wars. Love that fucking show. That was a show I grew up on. Or oh, and or we have a third one that we could review. Ted Lasso, season. Oh, three. that's right. I still, have, I still haven't finished Ted Lasso. Oh, finish it. I what I, episode? I watched on? like I I think I watched like the first two episodes and I just kind of like. Got busy and just hmm. what time. I, I've been watching Mayans the final season. I'm down okay. for whatever Man, y'all want. I love I honestly do love that Disney bought Fox uh-huh. because they show a lot more shit on Hulu for those FX shows than what they show on cable. <laughs> I believe it. Shit, like they show the full on orgy. All right, Mayans. Fury. Down. Okay. All right. Not just that, but like they'll drop f bombs because you know how like back then like you'd watch like an FX show and you know deep down they really want to say fuck, <laughs> but like they skirt around it. You know, I've only heard on network television the fuck word dropped once, and that wasn't WWE. Rick from The Walking Dead, AMC paid the fine. 
the first viewing of that one episode where uh, Rick says they're fucking with the wrong people. He says they're messing with the wrong people, but the first viewing, he used the word fuck. Then all the subsequent mm-hmm. videos, they used messing. AMC was like, we'll pay the fine one time. We'll pay it once. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I do really love that they're doing that. But uh, yeah, um, we could do Boogeyman. I'm watching on Tuesday, or if anything, I can do a video review to put on YouTube. All right. Um, it's out here as well. I'll try to see it. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll schedule that. All I'm right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, well, that about covers everything. Uh, thank you so much, all of you, for joining us. Uh, you can find our show on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify under the Rollbacks Podcast. Um, future reviews coming soon. My name is Shema. I've been Eddie. And this is Fernie. This was your review of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Let's cut it.